Hello and welcome to Injury Time with me, Sandeep, you know, hosting the show because for Naveen, his life was more important than the podcast. Uh, joining me in this uh, final league phase of an ISL podcast is uh, none other than Slok, who's a very happy man after Mumbai managed to secure the AFC Champions League slot. Hi. So, Slok, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And uh, the second one... Is of, of course uh, Football Baba, who is otherwise known as uh, Akar Sharma. So what's up Akar? Happy, happy with the way the things have ended? Yep, pretty happy. Last, last year was fun. Congratulations, Shlo. Shlo. Thank you, boss. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I'm not really used to being the host anymore, but uh, I'll give it a try. Shlo, talk about Mumbai, man. Uh, how did that match go? How did the season go? Are you happy with what's happened? Uh, and general mood of the camp. Right. So, um, start of the season, I remember my prediction was that we will end second on the league and we would miss out to ATK MB because they have a more settled squad. Uh, fortunate turn of events, we've ended up champions. And I just really, really love the way the team turned it around because uh, halfway through the season, all everyone was looking at us. They're looking, you know, five points lead. We're running away with it. And then we just capitulated. But these last two matches proved everyone wrong. Uh, me too, in a sense. And yesterday it was just like a great example of game management and uh, just mental strength. Because you know ATK MB, they come in the second half, they come in hard, right? But I feel that they were they were actually rattled, I feel. In the first half itself, they conceded. And then they lost Jingan. And then they conceded another. And second half, we knew they were going to come in, but... The substitutions and all just seem so weird, like Salam Ranjan coming on and whatnot. But yeah, it's it's just fantastic, this feeling of winning. And it's completely deserved. So, uh, Football Baba, I have a question because I saw a tweet yesterday. said uh, Sergio Lovera managed to get his hands on the shield. He got the shield last year also. No? Would, you, would you agree with that statement? He, should be, he deserves to have his name on the shield last year also. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, whatever transpired in um, FC Goa doesn't doesn't take away his legacy at all. Um, but yeah, he did eventually wasn't the the coach when they got the shield. So this this must be sort of really really sweet for him, uh, proving a point. And I expected Mumbai to be first. Um, I think we've discussed this many times on the podcast that yeah, Mumbai I was ATK. I was team ATK. Yeah. The way Mumbai, yeah, even even though even though Mumbai really struggled in the middle, and mm. we weren't sure what they were up to, uh, but uh, just just Mumbai style of play gives them far more chances of winning uh, matches than any other side, and winning is crucial, right? In a three point one point system, uh, two draws and one defeat is uh, is worse than one win and two two defeats, right? So. So in terms of points, in general, I think, uh, although although credit to Mohan Bagan, uh, ATK Mohan Bagan rather, that, that they really stormed back in the second half of the season and they were playing some fantastic football. They bottled the league at the end. Uh, and Mumbai really, I mean, Mumbai really grabbed the opportunity. Shlok said game management, it was brilliant. It was it was the, a level of maturity, which probably Shlok hadn't seen either the entire season. Nobody else yeah, yeah. 
it was it was nice control of the game there was no no level of stupidity that usually happens in mumbai city and the level of arrogance of course there was one jahu incident but he got away with it uh, i think he, he misplaced a pass right and then just got away with it that nobody uh-huh. so so typical wala tha but uh, otherwise really really intelligent uh, sort of display which makes them favorites for me to lift the the isl and i, I hope uh, No, actually, I don't hope they do. I hope FC Goa does, but I can't see that happening. <laughs> so that brings us to the other two. So um, I'm going to start with uh, FC Goa. I mean, it's like somebody knew in advance that they have fixtures to put at the end because the two were absolute dec- the key deciders, and both of them happened on the final day. That was a very nice, uh, you know, twist of fate. <laughs> वो स्क्रिप्ट नहीं था वो वो एक्चुअल में था व्हेन द फिक्चर्स केम आउट इट वाज वेरी क्लियर मोहन बगान एंड एटीके मोहन बगान एंड मुंबई सिटी दैट इज फाइन बट गोवा एंड हैदराबाद वाज नॉट समथिंग दैट वी थॉट वाज गोइंग टू बी डिसाइडेड हां दैट वाज ना आई थिंक गेम वीक 7 से दोस टू वर इन लाइक द रन फॉर टॉप 4 या या इट वाज इट वाज अ कैलकुलेटेड गैम्बल व्हिच पेड ऑफ रियली वेल व्हिच पेड ऑफ वेरी वेल यस या सो देन Goa. Let's talk about uh, Goa, man. Like, uh, I'm sorry. Just, just to, just to. I think, I think this will be, this will continue to be the basis of how they do the league fixtures. Eventually, I think going down, going few years down the line, they're going to get rid of the semi-finals and final, and stick with only the league. So expect right. this to happen. Expect, expect the last third of the fixtures or the second half of the fixtures to always be announced, uh, not in the first part of the season. So that they can sort of. I find it valid. I mean, I don't see anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But it's it's it, it, generally generally the fixtures should be just random generated. Generally ha, speaking. Ha, ha. So, sort of, matlab it can play it can play into the hands of somebody or the other. I don't know whether it it will. But if you if you announce it way before, then it hmm. then it should be fine. right right yeah but uh, in this league a lot of things are generated so let's go uh, goa what what a what a, a turn around right this is my takeaway from this this is a team who lost half their squad to mumbai and uh, who lost their coach also last season to mumbai got a new coach got a new bunch of players then again lost key players uh, lost leni lost brandon to injury uh, had to sideline nawaz because his future was elsewhere and still managed to qualify they have managed to like they have basically fought back against every obstacle possible in the season to be where they are and uh, kudos to hyderabad a phenomenal season for them as well but what did you make of these team yeah yeah i agree with you uh, i think uh, although the last performance was very ungoa like i'm not sure they were supposed to be so cautious and defensive and risk so much uh, but um, you're right uh, it's it's uh, it's been a interesting season it's it was supposed to be a rebuild season uh, there have been a few surprises as well i think romario has done really well um i'm not a fan of edu bedia but he's got the job mm-hmm. some somehow or the other uh, i think he's a big drop in quality from jahu um then there is ishan pandita doing his heroics which is completely like can you imagine without pandita where would goa be without his goals or equalizers uh they wouldn't be anywhere near the top 4 um they made an interesting signing in adil khan it has eventually paid off for them uh not a huge fan of adil i think uh, i think uh, uh, controversial statement maybe but th- no no i think i, I think agree adil with you. was a desperation signing because they had to get some bodies in especially looking at the champions league as well so. yeah some some experience they needed at the back 
and it has paid off because ivan uh, eventually in the absence of seriton ivan played uh, right back adil mm. played center back and that would have been a little risky if it was somebody else and um, it it just as well paid off because the last ditch um, whoever is listening and may have watched the game the, the last ditch yeah, yeah. one that would have probably been seriton uh if, who may or may not have cleared it so it was it was it was quite a quite a moment and uh, adil had some uh, good inter- invents i mean interceptions as well so he quite justified his place there yeah, yeah that's true i think he was given the man of the match as well mm. almost, almost scored an own goal so that was a little tricky yeah uh, but yeah all adil signing paid off uh, glan martins has done done decently well i don't think he's uh, sort of at the level of uh, lenny but uh, he's done well i don't i don't he's very smart i felt because his pressing is always quite quite intelligent he presses right at the at the perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. you saw that against the bfc when he pressed uh, parthalu for uh, angulo's goal yeah yeah, yeah. He, he is the one who robbed parthalu i think yeah yeah so yeah exactly. they, you've seen him you've seen him in the i league right with churchill brothers it's he's a he's a very decent decent player no well, i think he was with churchill brothers right mm. yeah Yeah, 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 CB. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I follow too many clubs. You completely forgot and forget and mix up, mix it up. <laughs> so, Slok, what about Hyderabad? Like uh, I asked a question earlier this season: if they don't finish yeah. in the top four, would it be as successful? Because you know, at the end of the day, they had the chance to be in the top four and missed out by a mm. mar- very small margin. So, no, so uh, I think successful. But what did you think? I mean, see, Hyderabad. This Hyderabad team just reminds me of that Newcastle team that everyone. like really really remember you know entertaining football and just but then in the end they just crumbled right um mm. no but overall if you look back at hyderabad's campaign they did phenomenally well even when they had two foreigners on the pitch so i think by all means this is a campaign they should be very proud of because to be just two years into existence you're still figuring out your internal hierarchies and all against a club like goa which has a pretty good system in place you know and not to mention the top 2 were also like financially very robust it's difficult to fight for a place for top 4 and it's not only have they set a marker for this season but also they've retained manuel roca they've gotten a lot of things right basically so if i was a hyderabad fan i'd be pretty happy with how things panned out in the grand scheme of things like yeah i would be disappointed about not getting into the top 4 but i would be pretty optimistic about the future as well cuz you've got that whole youth project thing going on and what not and you know you play good football as well it doesn't seem like a one off thing as such not to underplay or uh, anything but fc goa deserves a lot of credit because they have essentially funded uh, mumbai's push and hyderabad's push with the indian players that uh, they have let go so i think they need a lot of credit for developing a lot of those players as well So essentially, they have just caused. What sense though? Like which which players? So players? FC from there, uh, they had Hyderabad had Liston, they had right. Yasser, they had right. Sana, and they had Sahil. Sahil, I don't think played much. Sana, but I'm not they, sure if I count as a Goa product to be. But he was there for the last three years, and if you notice the dis- difference in his passing ability, which was yeah, okay. very very good this year. Yeah. probably the best indian center back who can pass through the lines he has done an excellent job he's learned a lot in goa and being quite comfortable on the ball and mm-hmm. the same with mumbai obviously from the coach itself he's taken half the team with him so he is i think uh, so quite honestly i think lobera taking like everyone except bumu 
from the foreign list, including Mandar also, I think that was kind of expected because, I mean, they sacked Lobera, so they would know that this contingent is maybe not extending because they're at the end of their contracts, right? So No, no, that's fair. That's fair. But I'm just saying, generally, that uh, they have given a lot of players to other teams to compete against them. So, uh, kudos to them. So, I mean, I, now, I, I honestly, I, I'm honestly not a big fan of this narrative as a Mumbai fan because I see it like, at the same time, if you have good players at your club, isn't it a bad sign to not retain them? If you can do much better than get so fourth I'll tell spot. you some trade secrets. Uh, yeah. Some of the players were asking for ridiculous money to stay back. Some ah, I, them, I know some, yeah. So, FC Goa is a very well-run club. So, they are not going to break their wage, wage bill just right. to accommodate uh, some players who want to go above and beyond. Like, mm. So, one of the things that they did is every year they retain the players, right? So when you retain, it becomes more and more expensive because you are paying them more for a newer contract. So they that reached a point probably it is unsustainable to like retain Korra for another year. It just wouldn't be possible. Right. So uh, made sense to leave. And then when someone like Bumo or someone is agitating for a move, you better mm-hmm. to let him go than have an unhappy player in your camp. Yeah. So uh, and like that was a saga, right? That whole transfer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think they did a good job in. They probably lost some quality, but they couldn't have kept them back. Yeah, all things considered, I would say, like, you know, to do it with a new squad. And I, I would say I'm, I've been particularly impressed with their foreign signings this season. Nogueira mm-hmm. especially. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, credit to them for turning it around after all that. Yeah, I mean, for more details, you can check out the Injury Time podcast with Ravi Puskar. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> now coming to... Uh, and uh, to you, uh, uh, what, do you uh, what do you expect out of Goa? Uh, because they're clearly the the weakest side, right? In the top four right now, would you say that? I, I think say they won't. Is from the weakest. No, but then Goa missing some very important players, dude. So yeah, like, so this is where I I have to bring in Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Rakers for this conversation because somebody also asked me to. Uh, speak about Northeast because we don't really talk about them often. So, uh, since Akars <laughs> is a Khalid Jamil boy, <laughs> like, uh, what did you think of their season, the way he turned it around and uh, absolute amazing uh, coaching achievement from him? Yep. Um, first of all, I think somebody had also asked about Khalid Jamil's evolution through through the years. How mm-hmm. I've but so, that is for the Q&A part. That will... There's a different Q&A part. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Ah, so Khaled Jamil has done really well. He's generally a very good um, man-manager, right? He gets the best out of uh, players who you would not you would expect to reach a ceiling. And then he would take them above it, right? And uh, he's, he's... The thing is, we need to credit Gerard News as well. Um, it, it was his system and he's carried it forward. And I think Jamil has been a little a uh, little smarter and a little uh, bolder as well in a few games and and he's he he had a very i don't know if you noticed he had a very ashley westford like pragra- pragmatism in one of these matches he essentially rested half the team he made six changes against hyderabad he was like i'm going to i'm going to be fine with a nil nil or i'm going to be fine with a draw because yeah, i want yeah, yeah. i want i want to win against odisha fc i want those three points desperately so basically, he 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 rested half the team. He made six changes for the Hyderabad game. Took out a nil-nil draw, a completely drab, boring nil-nil. Then he took, uh, then he 
made another six changes and brought back all the players and and they were up 3-0 against Odessa in 24 minutes so that 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 also told me that he's he's in he's in control of things he knows like that this this is how westwood would plan i mean i, I remember ashley westwood's press conferences like he would he would he would he would tell us the the figures that on an average and away uh um, in away games the teams earn this this much on average these many points per game and so i'm fine with these many points in these many this is this how it used to be but also also um, i think uh, the signing of brown really helped him uh, i think all the foreigners um, sort of played a part and uh, when when sila and apia got injured and uh, sila sila also sort of um, was not really scoring he was under mm. under the scanner then brown came in and uh, that that really helped from a uh, scoring point of view because i think northeast was struggling a bit under noose in the end uh, they were very reactive and then um, and uh, in in fact khalid jamil's last three games have been without gaego as well yeah directly right he's, he got he was injured for two and, and then, then was, yeah he just rested for a bit uh, he was rested and i think he was a substitute for the final game yeah and then, they pulled off a draw and a com- and comfortable wins against east bengal and kerala blasters so i think uh, jamil is a really really shrewd character but also historically uh, his place is in a team which has to punch above its weight you know what i mean right but, yeah 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 he's not going to be he's not going to do well at a mumbai city he's not going to do well at an atk yeah. bagan with all the resources and everything unfortunately but he was the perfect candidate for northeast united and it has worked out really well i'll tell you another i i think i mentioned this as well he took a very very bold decision with which gerard noose did couldn't take uh, basically so basically the boldest teams what they do is they have an indian defender indian center back which allows them to play for four uh, non defensive players uh, huh. foreign players right so what he did is he he got that one opportunity because one of one of uh, fox and lambo i think it was fox fox was injured he was suspended or he was he was injured or something or maybe lambo was i, I don't remember which of the two so basically he got mashur in and then stuck by him he was like i'm going to stuck by mashur so that so that my attacking thing works out better mm-hmm. and he stuck by him and one of the two defenders was always always benched right in the end in the end eventually he he got those two defenders as well because maybe Diego was not available and maybe he thought it, it's better to just pack the defense and play on the counter because you know when guy Diego is playing it's a different ball game with this creativity you can control the game versus when he's not there you can rely on the counter attack so so that that way that way i think uh, it's just been a very very shrewd and smart season uh, starting right starting from the very smart i league scouting from northeast united as well i mean uh, there there's lot to say about the club which i'll do that later which i'll which i'll do later I think they they did uh, really really smart I League scouting. I mean, yeah. uh, what is it? VP Sohair has paid off. He was at Mohan Bagan. He did really well. Uh, Brito was also at Mohan Bagan, and Brito and VP Sohair was were essentially uh, uh, fighting on the same position. So, which was interesting for me to see that both of them. And in fact, Brito, I think Gerard News played Brito before VP Sohair, yeah. which I for me because VP Sohair essentially benched Brito in the entire season at Mohan Bagan. Uh, then there was Mashur, obviously one of my favorites because he plays everywhere and he played at centre back here. uh he was a great a great great uh, signing as well imran was a great great uh, sort of uh, linchpin at uh, neroka in in midfield uh, rocher zela is my boy was <laughs> 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 at isol and he started every match except uh, one i think in when in which he was a substitute uh, even gurjinder gurjinder the left back for northeast right who sort of uh, 
I think took over from Rakesh Pradhan as well. Rakesh Pradhan was transferred yeah. out, right? So even Gurjinder was actually he was the first choice at Mohan Bagan last season in the title-winning season, but he got injured midway, and when when he got injured, he lost his play to Dhanachandra, and who did not give up his place eventually when Bagan by the time Bagan won the league in a short in a in a shortened season. So these are these are really smart I League scouting. Even even when I sort of was making notes. I, I noticed that Northeast have upgraded their Indian players really well, while Jamshedpur had come down completely. So this is this is one one big observation I had in the preseason ones, and it has really worked out in the in the uh, in in this way. So so I think uh, got to give credit to Northeast United for the smart Indian player scouting, and in general I think uh, it has worked out really well. Of of course there is your Api uh, Apuya, that's how we pronounce it. Right? Apuya yeah, yeah. has made a name for himself. And uh, it will be very tough for Northeast United to keep him the same way it is, it is tough for him to keep uh, Rollin and other players as well. Redeem, Redeem, yeah. And even uh, Rupert Nongram was down, but Regan Singh, was, Regan Singh also left for Chennai, I think. Yeah. So, all, all these, it's going to be hard because Northeast United is essentially cost-cutting FC. Uh, and that, that's how they roll. That's how poorly they roll as well. But we'll talk about that later. Now, moving on to the something that Slok was talking just before we got on to the uh, you know, recording. The absolute the fact of the matter is ISL does not have relegation. And that means after, say, 80-85% of the games are done, we sort of understand who is fighting for the top four and who is not. Which essentially renders half of the fixtures absolutely useless because it doesn't really matter where they finish at the end of the day. Yeah. So, uh, Slok, you were bringing this up uh, about uh, fatigue that was setting in, in the ISL because a lot of the games didn't mean anything to us yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a viewer also, you know, I would go off about uh, scheduling of games, but I already think that's one of the questions. So, I won't dive into that. But just in general, um, teams also kind of lose a motivation to play because, um, say, you're... 15 games into the season, you're languishing around 8th, ninth spot and you know that you're not going to make top 4. As a player or as a coach also, you'd start feeling what's the point of, you know, um, aiming at anything. Like, you, like, um, maybe for PR reasons or for whatever, like even for, you know, you'd want to go out and say that, yeah, okay, we're going to give it our all. But internally, you know that, you know, the season's over for you. And you're probably not even going to continue with a similar squad next season. So in that sense, relegation would help so much because teams have that incentive that we want to stay up. Or you see some grit from them. Maybe even like better activity in the transfer windows from their side or something. I mean, I don't know, man. Like last year, last few years, say what I've been seeing is the the final place team have just been like horrible. Like below everyone horrible it's not even like someone's like trying to scrape it to ninth place or 10th place it's just been like they've been horrific so i i just don't know like why like you can you can see that they've just given up at a point because i mean yeah i get that they won 6-5 in the final game but That's look at all the thing. other games huh I don't care about it. Everyone went who ha about how amazing it was that a total one off like game two of the worst teams in the league was, yeah it was, it was they pathetic. They considered like, 44 and 33 goals, man. Like, what did you expect? Last year also, last year also, we had one game like that. I think it was Hyderabad versus Northeast. Wherein both teams were just so poor. And the defending was just shit. 
and everyone was like oh what an exciting fixture i'm like it's exciting because like you're laughing at how bad it is it's not fun football in any way but yeah i think relegation would also make it a lot better for fans because they have something to pin their hopes on yeah i i would agree but i don't see that i would ironically jump to the defense of the league here i think i think uh, relegation is something re- definitely i mean i'm very pro 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 rel right pro promotion yeah. uh, but even in a even in a league which had relegation right the, the bottom side would uh, be sort of like this like if you look at premier league right now sheffield united right look at look at where they are how far how far away they are like, i mean the, any any league even with promotion relegation can have a really really bad last last uh, sort of really really bad last team right uh, and i don't know i don't know if if the 6-5 game is something that uh, like nobody really cared about and all that sometimes sometimes i think i don't, I don't know if pradyum reddy was the one who mentioned it on air like sometimes these last two matches are actually your auditions for next season for a place right and this is mm-hmm. because this is how indian football works right you're, you're not guaranteed anything i mean uh, right the, the teams change players change some some of the some of the players who were playing last season have have an unknown matlab they they they've gone off the radar either they are in the i league or they are in the reserves or somewhere else um, it's it's actually a, it's actually a matter of uh, survival for it even if it's not a matter of survival for the club it's a matter of survival for the players they need to get picked uh, by some other clubs or they need to continue here uh, so that is that is how i saw the last game and uh, uh, it was good for odisha it was it was uh, sort of you know it was a ending on a ending on a good note uh that you could score six goals because you were hammered 6-1 <laughs> previous game um, yeah. it was an utter humiliation for east bengal it it was definitely very unfortunate because i think they had avoided humiliation all all entire season where they were expected to be hammered because of the squad they had they were initially hammered by mumbai 3-0 uh, 3-0 is still a decent score line you can you can still recover very modest yeah yeah pretty modest in fact that 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 game was men against boys right so uh, but uh, i mean i was very disappointed for east bengal they done they done they did did their best to avoid humiliation i thought i thought they even controlled a few games really well i thought that they were building towards something it didn't work out eventually for fowler and um, his coaching staff but the last game really i mean the last game for me right now i i don't even want fowler back you know i i only want fowler back for entertainment purposes but uh, this this is this is the sound is being recorded by the way whoever is doing the, the sorry the... sorry it's my chair sorry <laughs> i don't even know if i want fowler back i mean it's i he's he's fallen short when when they've had the players he's fallen short in uh, making the changes taking a bold approach keeping bright away from the goal rather than sort of you know when bright came into the picture he was he was closer to the goal he was he was there to score goals and i, I don't know where he was uh, maybe that was that was how bright also wanted things that he wanted to be on the ball roaming around either way i mean it, the, the last game was really bad for east bengal it, it wasn't good for odisha it meant nothing anyway but for east bengal who are uh, yeah. Wara club that is that is a legacy club and and a big club uh, that that was even good. even with fowler there's so many questions that you would want to ask like he keeps complaining about the quality of indians and all 
but in truth his recruitment of foreigners has also been pretty shit and not only that after like I've the january transfers all season yeah he is yeah it's been terrible even bright for all the crap that people keep talking about how amazing that he is he's a very good dribbler but, but his effectiveness is very poor like yeah. rather than scoring that one goal and maybe doing one assist he's been largely dribbling he, every time you can't beat three people no you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. beat three people before, before taking a shot then on top of that if you look at his he's he's a young young player hmm. uh, especially in terms of foreigner coming to india he's a young boy, young, young man and then uh, if you look at his previous club he's played one game or hmm. there has to be a reason why he is just you know in the club but is still not playing at the club constantly even though he looks like a good player uh, he was like talent wise much beyond uh, most of the players in india but maybe it's his application maybe it's his attitude i, I we don't know i think yeah, you need to have like you need to be man managing him better in that sense yeah, a bit like yeah i mean yeah, i would man, also yeah, want to right. add yeah i would also want to add that like on social media you know i'd seen uh, fowler's it sell one of his brothers or sons or whatever i don't know going you know bright wouldn't have been here if fowler wasn't manager but <laughs> i mean dude in january they got so many good players they got sarthak golway they got saurav das they got ajay chetri i you can't sit back and just keep complaining about the quality of players these players have like been in and around national team i mean sarthak has the other two have been decent in terms of indian terms so that that whole narrative of we have an i league squad doesn't make much sense to me because i can think of like two three other squads which aren't as good as east bengal squad overall hmm. and uh, adding uh, now closet db fan that you are akash uh, they have uh, had a transfer ban or looks like they might have a transfer ban for some uh, you know unilateral termination of contract something that gokulam kerala fc was also uh, caught and fined for So, um, what do you think this does to their uh, future? Because the deal with SC Cement also seems like uh, slightly on the rocks. Yeah, more more uh, humiliation in the future. What else? I mean, what else are you won't going to do if, if uh, <laughs> yeah, even even due to the uh, SC deal and everything, they've not been able to retain players yet. Uh, they've not been able to keep uh, their foreign foreigners as well. It it was it was. Um, one of the one of the prominent east bengal fans who sort of has been for ages so devpriya who keeps on tweeting as well he's a decent friend of mine as well um, he was he was saying that bright wanted to stay i mean wanted to stay in the sense he would have signed a ret- retainer because you know generally generally what happens is when you when you've not enjoyed uh, you know when you've not enjoyed good a good career and sometimes when you come to places like india and say play for kerala blasters and see what 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 a hero you become right and uh, for the fans and and the fame and everything you get similarly for east bengal clubs of that stature then um, sometimes foreigners really want to play right and uh, bright bright it seems could have been retained now it's 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 dodgy that once he goes back will he come back to india again that's another question right india needs to be sort of who's going to come back if uh, sometimes sometimes you make a decision because of covid and everything and you come here and then um, you may want to stay on but once you go back to your life then you may not come back again but um, i agree with the general narrative i mean uh, it's it's a good good uh, chance to plug uh, the, my my first video as football baba you know, as the video channel is already up it's a quiet launch but of course listeners can listeners here can sort of get a get a uh, 
get a view first first view uh, it's on pilkington and it's it's a general video about anthony pilkington why he was the biggest reasons behind he's being all sort of uh, uh, lack of success or lack of going the next level um, and also there'll be another one on robbie fowler his his entire adventure in indian Indi football and in general when i was looking at it he the, he was most vocal and most uh, critis uh, most um, for, forcefully critis criticizing his uh, his indian players after the hyderabad game right hyderabad game was the one where liston colacho colaso however however you pronounce it i'm sorry he ripped apart scott neville who was his signing who was the player he brought from brisbane so matlab fowler has a tendency to sort of throw indian players under the bus but actually scott neville at that time was probably the worst performer in in the team uh, so he kafi there's there's a lot of irony in what fowler says off the field and on the field uh, and he tends to back his own own folks uh, which is which is not not great but yeah let's see what what happens maybe he is concentrating too much on this uh, podcast or godcast or whatever he calls <laughs> so uh, maybe that was a primary reason but um, we are like i'm not going to touch on to the other teams jamshedpur bangalore chennai and all been disappointing kerala absolute shit so uh, <laughs> i'm not going to go into that again because kerala blasters just absolutely makes me vexed okay let's go into this okay i've been wanting to say this <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you gave up and you're like fuck it today we roast KBFC. Because look, Kerala has I always say this they have the most number of social media fans in the country, uh, yeah. probably outside the top six of the Premier League, and uh, they have huge fan base, right? Like in terms of reach and everything, and they have a lot of fans who are dedicated to come. I've seen the Kerala Blasters fan come for their B team matches in Bangalore. Manjapada people with the play yellow and they are supporting and they are shouting and they are encouraging. So they have really, really dedicated fans. You can't fail every single year in the same manner consistently. Like fail in different manners, that's fine. But uh, you are consistently failing in the same manner. Every year you disband your whole team and then you start a new team and then you put all your eggs in one basket with one big ass striker. and uh, if ogbache fires messi ogbache was decent elko was a good coach so he managed to sort of do something with it but there was no consistency how many injuries they hardly ever had to uh, play elko i think changed every single game he didn't, couldn't retain the lineup any you know throughout the whole season and this year also injuries are a problem and then you bring in a coach who's won a title in the in the in in this country and then he wants a certain type of players and you were not able to deliver those kind of players and something that fc goa then when i spoke to ravi puskar is like they always want to play a certain way so they get a coach who can play that way and then give coach the freedom to get the players that he wants that's how yeah. you run a club you don't yeah. do this and if you look at the whole system right ishwa kamath has been there for uh, since 2016 i think he has been the one constant every year he comes up as you know the the interim coach yeah. at what point are you going to point fingers at him and say like he has a big say in uh, you know recruitment and things what at what point are you going to not point his finger like, at point finger at him and say mm-hmm. this guy maybe he needs to be the uh, fall guy for once and not the foreign coach and uh, they have uh, the, the director of football or whatever that role is his yeah. mohammed rafi he was uh, here in bangalore and he used to be the ceo of ozone fc um, who, who shut shop now at 
like i don't understand this career progression of a person who was coaching a second division team and not doing a great job because ozone fc that huh? ozone fc has shut down yeah, yeah. they are not doing operation anymore they are not playing super division nothing so he gets the promotion to go to kerala blasters like who is making these decisions and you at some point you have to look at them and say you know what the people we have hired are not good enough and they've got a, a td who's from serbia or somewhere yeah and yeah. he is also but, but the td likes change right he's trying to change things but i don't know how much help he's going to get from the people who have consistently underperformed and we have heard rumors about the way they sign players and things like that uh, michael chopra has been very vocal about it i invited him to come on the podcast and uh, he has given me radio silence after that initially he said sure i'll talk about it and then he has not said anything but uh, later on i figured uh, someone yeah. was telling me that he may have a court case on the side now so in the want to curious to make money on file right so he can't release his stuff yeah so all these things are going on in the side so that club needs to have a proper look at themselves the people at the absolute zenith has to sit and look down at the second level of management and say okay maybe there needs to be some change here and until they do they might have one odd season where they you know do something or challenge for a top four but there is not going to be any sustained success in that team so that's my rant that's just a gross underperformance with them man i agree cuz it's i i i heard like some people saying that they don't have enough money to compete that's absolutely false they could have yeah. built a top four side this year i mean you're giving out like five year contract to sahal and who prashant also got a three year contract then jessel did an extension then they signed someone like nishu kumar and what not like and the it team is, is a good too. one they have galrutara jessel yeah. they signed nishu they have signed uh, apparently they have signed sanjeev stalin uh, coming back from portugal and yeah. they have signed uh, one more how many wing backs and full backs do you need in a team in it's insane and uh, nishu was hardly fit the whole day and this is yeah. a player who's consistently played every single season in bangalore so you have to look at their um, the way their physios are you know doing their job oh, yeah, that was a big yeah. problem last year also yeah they lots of injuries they have a lot of injuries last year it was uh, i think elko shatori don't doing okay. generally generally what happens is uh, you get a little you get this budget right a coach and then they can they, they can bring in their staff so i think as far as i i am i know that uh, shatori chose not to have a fitness coach so so a, a bit of a bit of the blame although although he was very unlucky with injuries there's a bit of a blame uh, on shatori as well right this season this season actually i think uh, they have a fitness coach this season i went to check this season they have a fitness coach but actually funnily enough the foreigners have really let them down if i have to look at so uh, i don't know whether um, but i can point to like sandeep sandeep was playing right back i know he made a few errors in the last hmm. few matches uh, but when he when he was deployed as there 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 were things that kibu had to do right was forced yeah. to play sandeep at right back uh, the jackson experiment at center back didn't really work out for them as if 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 i remember correctly i mean uh, there's lots going on so I, I, as far as i remember they, they were a little sort of i understood the idea behind it because he's physical and he's tall mm. uh, but it it didn't really work out but the, but the thing that didn't really work out is your costa and kone the center backs yeah. harry hooper wasn't really fit all season and when he was fit he was he has been absolutely on fire uh, i don't know if um, people have seen the last few kerala matches he's been absolute ev- everywhere especially when he's uh, 
up front with another striker right when they started they they had gary hooper there uh, who was barely in, involved in the game and they had three three indians behind them right started yeah. off with sahal behind him and then uh, a couple of wingers i don't remember right now who but um, it was essentially a front four of uh, just hooper and the others and hooper was unfit uh, yeah. and when he got fit it was just fantastic and jordan murray was fantastic and rahul kp was fantastic so but i think i think kone and costa just uh, it is it is horrific and I, i have to take the take the l here as 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 you say on social media because i really thought they were good signings and i really thought they were sort of in inside the budget and uh, very shrewd signings uh, they've turned out to be really bad uh, but but there's a re- there's a reason a director of football has come in uh, or a sporting director but they're a football club so it's it's a football director so uh, for for the exact reason that uh, sandeep has just said right a lot of things in indian football don't work, don't work on merit sometimes you need yeah. some outside to make the make the calls right and i think skinsis is it was skinsis is called to get kibu vikunia and get these foreign signings in so unfortunately it hasn't worked out for him and uh, he basically had said in an interview before before uh, joining the club in, in his first interview that if something something fails and if the if the coach is not right or the foreign signing is not i'm i'm the one i'm the fall guy basically hmm. right uh hopefully they want to stick with this experiment for a longer time because in general a club needs um so you can see from a lo- from a lobera point of view right if you if you if you allow to play allow a coach to sign players the the players might disappear with him as well right except when they're when they're more attuned to the bigger philosophy at the club they're going to stick to the club and the manager will be just a part and parcel right in the whole system so there has to be continuity right and it's not like they have a team of shit players or something they have some really really good players but it's just about utilizing them properly and what is kerala's identity to be completely honest they have no identity as from a playing perspective goa anyway, has an identity identity just got finished right when when the entire identity was to pass from the back like like you like we know so unfortunately fortunately for kibu vikunia we know that he can play a certain style of football and played brilliantly because he played yeah. that in the i league right in the more, one of the most fantastic teams to watch in the i league ever that mohan bagan which means he can do it right isme to kya tha ki kerala was shooting themselves in the foot like the opposition would only play a role once kerala would make blunders right uh, they would yeah. be wouldn't be able to pass from the back they would they would just mess up uh the the simple passes like like so many moments in my head right now are going where where albino and costa and con cone are just just uh, like fish out of water when passing from the back right and that is that is where the entire system starts from so it's it's a little so i have sympathies with vikunia it didn't work out and it was a it became a shambles in the end and often kerala's matches became a shambles right they they were beaten 4 nil by hyderabad or was it somebody I else mean- Yeah. Nee, nee, they were beaten 4-0 by Hyderabad. That's the one where Kibu, you know, he left, right? Oh, ha, huh, that 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 was the one they huh. were they were left. Even I, mean, I don't right, I think there were other matches Odisha, Odisha was Odisha defeat 4-2 defeat was I think so, yeah. And yeah, now Odisha defeat was also uh-huh. like I have to I have to probably look it up look it up somewhere. But no, it was all very damning when they lost to two teams who they should be beating. even yeah. from a budget per standpoint even from a footballing standpoint the they should have been they didn't beat them yeah. and and so, but, but thing is thing is everything came from the like everything came from defense uh, if, you, if you remember yeah but that is that's irrelevant at this point right? if you have two center backs who's going to be the most uh, creative midfielders for the other team 
then you have to find the solution like yeah, these guys are very highly paid center backs international uh, center back and then you make school boy error so either he doesn't he has no interest in pay, playing anymore he's just here for a big uh, payday final payday in his career to have some relax relax and chill these are the things as a signing you have to look into and if you get that wrong then the management only has to take the blame who else is going to take the blame yeah it's a, it's a bad it's 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 bad i feel a little sad for kerala fans ஒன்னும் <laughs> like to another global level perspective right yeah, not global perspective in india also like it it's just i mean the entire... they are going to get support wherever they go yeah, yeah. essentially oh. their away team is like a, they go to let's say uh, odisha they might be the home team there <laughs> or they go to hyderabad they might end up looking like the home team i watched delhi versus uh, kerala last of the semi final where maluda hit the penalty outside so mm. it was a semi final right so that that was jam, jam packed actually not jam packed because it's a 60000 stadium but it is kerala it, it felt like kerala's home game and that's how yeah, it bangalore did. versus kerala it's 50 50 it's crazy there's a number of uh, fans yeah, who yeah, show up yeah, yeah. it was 50 50 it was more kerala because that's how that that's they been their image just before matches during the banter uh, sessions so they keep posting that this is this is your your place but our home and all that with that photo of the gantirwa with lined up with yellow and all that so yeah so one of the best atmospheres you can have uh, this bfc versus kerala blasters so yeah. Um, yeah anyway moving on this is the final part of the isl ones uh, that we are doing here uh, and this is slightly uh, moving away from isl india for copa america what do you guys think <laughs> I, i i think it's a bit exaggerated huh? what, what has been said yeah shlok has any views on this Is yeah, a, the a, only reason yeah. the only possible reason they would want india in and around copa america is so that people from india watch it that is it why it's why not japan why not south korea why not a middle eastern nation why us like we literally should i i find it most funny that uh, we were like oh my god oh we would have made it if if, if it wasn't for the afc qualifiers bhai if for if it wasn't for the afc qualifiers then qatar and australia would have been there that's why? the reason they haven't gone <laughs> Vietnam tomorrow can have that Vietnam tomorrow can say oh we were almost like we could have been there but because of the AFC qualifiers so point number one what is most uh, intriguing is that the news broke after we didn't go generally we think when the thing happens yeah yeah somebody must have told them oh yeah yeah we were going through the list of names india came up oh then let's release an article but anyway i don't i don't believe anything that comes out of the federation uh that's been my thumb rule for ages so matlab that's been a very successful thumb rule as well i'll tell you an example of that not not just a federation point of view ha uh, federation hi maan lo just before the under 17 world cup there was news that cristiano ronaldo might come to india for the under 17 world cup draw and and what praful patel said then was his quote his quote while while toi and etc led with this headline that cristiano ronaldo can visit india for the uh, world cup under 17 world cup draw 
Praful Patel's <laughs> quote was basically just we are trying to bring Ronaldo. <laughs> So it like tomorrow tomorrow if I say oh the football baba channel is trying to get Messi please please plaster it anywhere there. <laughs> like it's an insane it's an insane control over the media. You know what I mean? In 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 Indian football, you can just review something and it'll be there. It'll be there on the websites, right? You can you can say anything. There's no nobody is cross checking it. It's just hearsay after after a while. It's and everything is coming out from the federation. Yeah. So, and the same thing. I'll give you another of... more recent example. Last year, uh, I think Kushalda said. That uh, the team who loses the final gets the AFC Cup slot. Why? Oh. It was pretty <laughs> evident, and I saw the actual uh, the written letterhead wala things in which it said it goes to the team who finished second or below the you know uh, in the league, and not the second team who lost the final. It's written there very clearly. This guy said it randomly, and it became gospel. And that's just uh, that's just how it is. Like. and you can't blame anybody because you know this is the the secretary of aff telling you why would you cross the key he should you would assume that he knows what he's talking about right? but uh, evidently no yeah, we are the influencer nation uh, somebody was interacting with me on twitter i basically said that we are the influencer nation if if there was an instagram of uh, just countries talking right we would be the influencer nation right with our population mm-hmm. along that is why that is why we are being gifted tournaments that is why we are uh, we are being sort of uh, uh, that is why even the cfg group is invested in mumbai city right this is this is the market everything else Dude, will be we are literally sorry sorry i just thought of this though we are, we are literally the kerala blasters of the world like <laughs> no it's absolutely true you know that uh, story that broke uh, I, i think fni put it out sheffield united gained a lot of followers because yeah. of their deal with, with the quads Okay, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, it. that's why they are here. And I'll tell you this also. Okay, there yeah. was a interaction between Sevilla's uh, top brass and FCB, FC Bangalore United. They got into yeah, a, yeah. a relationship. So I was one of them who attended it. And uh, in that, they were just to- throwing out these football jargons, right? Oh, we'll help out. We are going to do this, improve football, improve this thing, that thing. And then after a point, like once you you've been in this industry long enough, you figure out what are the bullshit. so you go straight to the i mean to the point at hand and we were very asking very specifically what is this deal about how are you going to help what is the road map how long is this relationship going to be all these kind of things and they had no answer they were just throwing over oh, they will help us they, so sevilla apparently has made uh, modules of how to run a football club because they have done it in certain way and been very uh, successful in europe and they are just going to give those which they have made it into a package model and they will get into relationship with the clubs and then they'll give it off to the club saying okay you know you can use these models that is it by juice they have they have no i asked them they have no short term plans have not been ironed out yet long term plans are still at work they are blaming covid for lack of uh, travel and things like that which, which is fine but the point is you have no long term plan sevilla just wants to have a foothold in india they wanted to tie up with the club and then they tied up with the club that's it there is nothing major that's going to happen and these exchange programs and things you have seen for eons that uh, they don't do anything two months of uh, coaching in uh, sevilla is not going to make anybody into uh, jesus navas it's just not going to happen so uh, when we look into all these things you have to take it with a uh, you know pinch of salt i feel yeah yeah definitely uh, 
look from from the influencer point of view i just have a list of things i can point out it's it's quite ridiculous to be honest and i think i think reliance is very shrewd to have have come into indian football into montana at fifa etc looking at this market because seb blatter had made a visit he had said a few things and uh, in general look just just look at right we we, we were gifted the under 17 world cup it's not like we deserved it we didn't even have the youth leagues we started the youth leagues because of the under 17 world cup we started we started something around indian uh, sorry indian women the uh, uh, football because we were being gifted these tournaments it's 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 a bit uh, it's bit it's a bit ridiculous to be honest uh, to to sort of sometimes something i i understand the pulling of the tournament is an achievement i don't think gifting a tournament gift being gifted a tournament is that big an achievement uh when you look at when you look at all our all our very proud moments right we hosted this and we hosted that uh we qualified for the afc asian asian uh, uh, asian cup right for men as well uh, that too was when we when the tournament expanded from 16 to 24 right it's a tournament basically india can never miss now because of because of the number of teams playing like there's just there's just for my liking i understand it's it's wonderful the indian football is progressing but there's so much um so much illusion around it if yeah if yeah is. there's so much there's so much you can you can just wildly promote right uh, uh which is which is it it's it that, that, that that's why i'm a little that's why i'm always a little ha yaar matlab ho raha hai matlab a lot of my friends right i, I can see that right a lot of my friends know acha ye ho raha hai wo raha hai i ga ha ho raha hai bhai hai market kya kare matlab this is how this is how the world views india startup market right tomorrow if i like for example if i want to leave the country right i have considered that plenty of times at a personal level uh, but the tech boom the tech boom that is happening in india that that you can you can have a startup and there's a market for everything because of the population these are these this is not there in a new zealand and an australia and a canada i mean they don't they don't have the diversity in the market for everything that's why india is such a huge market for uh, your tech companies <laughs> the same way the same way the next uh football market in india is huge as well uh for the world to come here and gain followers i mean look just look at the population right okay on that bombshell so uh, i would like to thank you guys both of you for uh, sitting so late into the night to do this show no it was actually quite fun thank you for having us dude so to listeners you can follow us on uh, injury time ind on twitter Instagram or wherever the Facebook or whatever other social media platforms we are also there in all uh, audio platforms where you can find us till next uh, next episode when we bring in some more information and some fun discussions and some you know pretty interesting tidbits uh, stay safe and uh, enjoy the game